tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Birds suddenly appear because of deadly people and insane viruses. That's why birds appear, you guys. That's why. I'm done. I'm just. Can, can we just re- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm sending a tweet out right now with the link to this show. Guys, thank you for tuning in. This is the Helix After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Be sure, if you haven't already, to go to YouTube. Subscribe to us at youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV and follow us on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. We're discussing Season 2, Episode 9, Ectogenesis, I believe. Was yes, it? yes, Ectogenesis or Outer Genesis. Uh-huh. No, that's that's what it translates to. Okay. Uh, okay. No, it's, it's Latin. It basically refers to... Um, Artifi- growing something in an artificial environment, I like just outside of the cooler. womb. Oh, so basically, forever fetus. Yes, exactly, forever fetus. If you like forever fetus, or- go ahead and tweet at us throughout the show. You can tweet me at Stephen Lemieux. Joining me today are my co-hosts Zach Wilson. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Where can we tweet at you? I'm that Zach Wilson. <laughs> Is it Zach with a C-H, spelled yeah. the correct way. And Liz Rush Maui? Hey, guys. You can uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Lizzie Maui, L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. And if you can see me right now, I dressed like Double Dick Texas. Oh, God. You look like his D-bag brother. In honor of him turning into mycotic, as far as we know, I have dressed like Double Dick Texas. And Matt showed up. Took one look at me, Doctor. said no, and left. Doctor. Give Doctor him Double his, Dick he Texas. He went to school to become a dick. Doctor? So give him his credit. All right, the he doc. has a PhD in Dickery. In Dickery. Matt took one look, was like, no, and left, and I don't know if and he's going to be joining us And then we gouged out his eyeballs. But we will have Severin Thompson on the line shortly. Uh, she's taking a break from teaching just to call into our podcast and talk to us and tell us all about the things about Sweet Sister Anne. You know what? She's, out of all the actresses or actors on this show, she's always been my favorite. Okay. I was like waiting for you to like give some reasons why. No, it's quoting Brother Michael. Oh. Uh, really, guys? I've been watching the same show as you guys, and you didn't get that? All right, guys. Well, if you're if in the live chat, you were younger. we'll be doing the live chat along with you guys. I'm following it on my laptop. So this episode, it had some weird scenes, <laughs> some weird dialogues, um, some... Glass doors that apparently are indestructible. Oh my god! <laughs> I just oh. as soon as I saw the glass door, I'm like, oh, she's not gonna punch through it, is no. she? It's awkward windows, cousin. Indestructible awkward door. <laughs> oh my god! It's a <laughs> crazy awkward door because the whole thing is windows. Oh god! Oh my god! You and can't you, break through the glass house, though. You can't break through an awkward window, Stephen. Hey, she was <laughs> she was raised on the saying, saying you don't throw rocks in a glass house. She can't break glass doors. Okay, oh, it'd be god. disrespectful to Brother Michael's memory. <laughs> but aside from that, it was a really solid episode. I enjoyed it. There was there was some parts that I'm just like, what is going on? There are some parts that I'm like, this is very creepy. And then there's some other parts where I'm like, oh my god, it's Boyle, she's back! Oh, so happy. Shout out to Catherine Lemieux. What up, Cat? Dory. If you want to tweet at her, she's at lovecatlemieux on Twitter, I believe. So, guys, you can shoot something. Uh, that, was, that was, I think, the most surprising thing that happened yeah. all episode. Was, was that she came back. No, I was just in the room with Zach when he was watching the first time, and all of a sudden you hear, oh! <laughs> it was, like, the best part. Mark, do we have her on the line? Is that what you're saying? No, not yet. Okay, cool. So let's let's jump into this. So the first thing we're going to talk about today, because we just love them so much, 
Sergio and Julia. Julia. Hashtag Julia. Is that the is that the ship name for them? That's what I'm calling them. Oh my god. So uh, Sergio and Julia, we get we get Peter seeing his little uh, satellite phone saying, "Oh my god, there are so many missed text messages." So many missed text messages. Yeah, that's basically what happened. It's like that moment where you like realize you left your phone and like in the car, and you go back. Oh God, so many problems. I haven't ignored this many text messages since I slept with Julia. Here's the thing: what hundred text messages did they send him? I mean, Sergio was like fairly straight to the point, and he barely contacted him before. But in those like in like the day and a half or two days he's down in the Uber, like five days. Sergio's like, hey. How you doing? Hey, we're heading over there. What's the weather like? Should Smiley I bring a jacket? Face. Do you think it's, it's short weather? What, what it's should I do? It's cold out here. What are you thinking about right now, Peter? Are there some hot chicks on that island that are, uh, you know... Peter, have you cut your hair yet? How's your mother doing? Have you called her yet? You know Easter's coming up. What are you doing? Oh, hey, is it your birthday? Hey, like, what were in these 100 text messages? I mean, realistically, they were like, where are you, Peter? You haven't checked in in five days. Checking in again. Um... Asshole, you should probably let us know what's going on since you're supposed to be our man on the inside. Uh, we're coming to the island, bro. You should probably get back to us, or we're gonna have to tell mom and just come. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to tell mom. I'm gonna tell your or your ex, really. I'm gonna tell your ex, mom. who I'm now sleeping with. Ignore the mom thing. I'm moving forward from that. Maybe um, you got like an emoji text from from Alan that's just like this symbol, like but like a little cartoon <laughs> emoji guy doing this, and it's a gif. like a sad face. <laughs> it just says, run. He's got, like, voicemails. Run. You need to get out of here, out, Peter. Why is everybody Batman? Anyway. That's, no, not everybody. It's just it's Alan. Just Alan. No, and everyone who's related to Alan. Voice. And everyone who slept with Alan has that voice. Julia, too? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Julia. STV. It's actually a I'm from Indian Laurie Corporation. Again, Alan. Er- All right. So back on track. Sergio and Julia show up, and they're like, it's locked. There's no way we can get over this. We're going to be lit up like ragdolls if we jump over it. Why don't we just try knocking? <laughs> All right. And of course, who's hey the guys, it's Peter. Answer? Thanks for coming to my home. It's so good to see you. <laughs> so Peter knows his way around, and Peter kind of debriefs them on the situation. But Peter's been wooing this sweet sister Anne. Mm-mm. Would you say wooing? Would you really think that that's what he's doing? He's kind of been wooing her a little bit. I mean, he's he's siding with her. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, I don't There's, see any romantic vibes of him like trying to like you know get to her or anything like that. Are you kidding? It's just like it's like right. They're like blasting hormones at each other. They're like throughout this episode. They're about to graft some plants together. Oh, uh, snap! Maybe some plantaining. Uh. <laughs> as long as he didn't eat the apple. Hopefully, he didn't eat the apple. Um. So they show up and they're basically going to try to take things to their favor. We'll talk about the scene between Anne and Amy in a moment. But speaking of Sister Anne, because that's what we're kind of talking about right now, we have the woman herself, the amazing, and out of all the actors on this show, (laughs) she's always been my favorite. We have Severin Thompson on the phone, who plays Sister Anne on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, Severin. Hi, thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show, and I know we've been trying to get you for a few weeks. We actually have a few comments on our last video like, you guys should really get Severin Thompson on the show because she's amazing. (laughs) And we took their advice, and we got you here. How are you doing? Oh, really good. Really good. Glad this could work out. So we have uh, Zach Wilson here, and Liz Rishmaui, and I'm Steven. Matt had to... uh, Take a quick caucus or something. I don't know. He's he's up on a mountain somewhere, oh. and uh, he. Uh, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about your roles because your character has gone through such a change in thought processes. Because you were the blind follower, because you went through the plantaining with Brother Michael, but we don't yep. want to talk about that. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. How has it how has it been filming this series for you when you when you were going through so many changes and did you know about this going into the character? I didn't know. I I figured there would be some changes, but I I didn't know what the details would be. So it was a, uh, and I didn't know what my particular secrets might be. You know, from the beginning. So, and if I had any at all. <laughs> um, so it's just a matter of playing that. We're just playing that there there is something that. There are some things that I'm uh, experiencing that I might be hiding, uh, just to be prepared if there's anything like that that will come up later. And then, um, 
And then just to be fully committed, because that clearly was my role, was to be the devout follower of Michael. When you first uh, got the role and you were like starting on the show, how much did you know about her? Did you just know she's a member of this crazy cult, or did did they give you like her full backstory? Uh, I did not have a full backstory, so I had to do a lot of that on my own. I did some research into other cults that had gone before, um, and that was really interesting to see interviews with people who had been part of, say, Jim Jones's group or other groups that seemed so reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they seemed like reasonable people that somehow got caught up with ideals that sounded good. They always sound good, and then they um, and then they turn and, and they drink the Kool Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Or the honey, yeah. if you will. Yeah. They drink those yeah, honey so berries. So it was nice to play somebody who I knew was on the, the darker side. We know that we're suspect in in our practices, but the intentions aren't aren't bad. Yeah. I have a question. So without, I know you can't give too much away about, you know, future episodes or what's coming, but, uh, you know, so far, uh, Sister Anne has seemed almost like this innocent little sheep, you know, blind follower. And in the previews for next episode, it almost seems like we're going to be going into this really dark, mysterious, you know, this big question we've had since the early episodes of the season, where I almost feel like we're going to get a whole other side to Sister Anne, like that she isn't just this sweet, innocent, oh, I'm just doing what, you know, you know, what's good and what's right. And do you have any um, thoughts on that? Are we going to be getting a totally different side of Sister Anne or? Well, what I can say is that she is a product of this place okay. and of this particular group. So, and it's it has it has a dark a dark side to it. So, <laughs> so uh, so that you've already experienced. So, uh, I think it's safe to say that she's part of that. And in in her true following, in her true belief in this in this uh, cause. There, there may be some darker sides that you'll get to see of her. Ooh. We have a quick question from the chat that says, is your real personality anything like Anne's? What's similar and what's dissimilar? <laughs> <laughs> I know some people have looked at me differently lately since they've been watching the show. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think I uh, possibly the positive. She sees the positive in things. So I, I, I like to think that I'm a positive person. So I can share that with her. Um, uh, and ideals, maybe not. I know I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think like that's apples. about it. She's very intense and uh, uh, very, very driven. So I, I don't see. I'm not quite that intense. <laughs> so we were going to talk about this scene between you and Sister Amy. Who? Yes. This has been a bit of a power struggle here. Uh, mother daughter craziness. Sister. Mother daughter sister. That I haven't common. I'm a parent. I mean, I, I'm not a parent of a child as old as Amy, but um, but it's difficult, and she is having difficulty being a parent. Yeah, <laughs> really tough time. So you, we have this moment where you're trying to be Brother Michael. You're trying to yes. tell everyone that everything's going to be okay and just to trust the CDC. Everything's going right. And Michael was the crazy one. And Amy comes in here and just messes that up for you and brings everyone together in cultish fashion. When when you're working with uh, with Allison Louder, have you guys had like a history of working together before, or like how do you guys have such powerful connections in your scenes? Because I can't take my eyes off either of you when either one of you is on screen, and when you're together, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, the chemistry is amazing. Oh, thank you for that. It's it's been great working with Allison. We met for the first time on the, on our first day of shooting Helix, and uh, and it was pretty pretty immediate. We got close along with uh, Claire uh, Coulter, who plays Agnes, and uh, it, there's something powerful in being three, mm-hmm. the number three, and uh, with those two actresses, it was the bond was was pretty immediate. Uh, so it's been it's been a treat. She's she is uh, so committed, and she is so in that world. When when we're working together, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun to play that power struggle, really. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's just great. How did you approach sort of the the balance between? Because Anne, I feel like her big struggle has been this balance between seeking power and also being very subservient. So how did you sort of approach that in her attitude, especially with scenes with Michael? 
Yeah, it, well, it seems as we find out when she tries to take power for herself, she's not very good at it. She doesn't really have a talent for <laughs> leading people on her own. So I think for her, she knows, I mean, it's what she was born into with Michael, but also it's where her talent lies, is to be number two Yeah. on, on the power scale. And so so even though she tries uh, on her own, that's... If only Amy would work with her, I'm sure they would be, you know, maybe they could still be. But in this in this episode, if they could work together there, it would it would work out. To, so be, to be honest, though, I mean, Severin, you have kids. If if I don't even want to get into that, but like you kind of <laughs> yeah. were going to hook her up with her dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't really work together with somebody after that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well. Anne is very much a follower, so I don't think it was as difficult for her. I don't think she fought against her mom, which is Agnes. I don't think she had the same struggle. She she was so inspired by Michael being this god. It, it's been interesting hearing you talk about how how he's seen, and and I think for Anne, he he was a god to her. Yeah, he was somebody who who could prove himself. He he didn't die. He could uh, he could survive any injury and be miraculously uh, healed mm-hmm. so i think that she truly she truly bought into the whole thing and and the magic of it and 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 uh so it wasn't hard to be well she has difficulty as soon as the doctors show up so as soon as we see her really she is having difficulty with uh with michael because he is much more welcoming than she would be to these outsiders. Yeah. So, so wanna, there is a struggle right from the beginning, actually. But I think before this, it's been a lot smoother. I want to throw a hypothetical at you from a character perspective. Okay. And I think we Amy is kind of in the same situation as Anne was at one point in her life, but Anne bought into it from being in that glass cage of deadly plants to becoming planted by Michael, Ugh. to say it in their terms. Um yeah. Do you think if this outbreak in the CDC have co- had come when you and Agnes are in the position of Amy and you? Because I feel like Amy is in that like rebellious stage, but the only thing that propelled her to actually have this like this coup was the involvement of the CDC and finding out that there is more than one immortal. So that kind of takes away it's like learning the magic trick. Is you mm. think they're amazing, but once you know how to do it, they're just a person like you and them, and then you can take their spot. Right. Uh, yeah. It it would be curious to see what uh, what Anne would have done in Amy's place. I don't think she was a. She wasn't so against the idea of being with Michael, as gross as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't think it would have been quite the same. Um, I think even if the doctors didn't come, Amy was going to get up to some trouble. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I don't think it'd be the same scenario. Whether, whether maybe when Anne was younger, she would have been more open to the possibilities of of outsiders and wouldn't have been so closed off. And maybe she would have made some realizations if she'd found out that Michael was not the only immortal at that point. I think there would have been big changes for her then, hmm. just like there are for Amy. What was it just like, like there are for Anne now? Yeah. What was it like working alongside Stephen Weber for the majority of your scenes? It was great. It, it, what's funny is he's so good at being creepy, but he's actually <laughs> very funny. He's a very funny and very friendly man, and so, so, uh, so it's yeah, it's interesting. He's very different off camera than he is on. Um, we started our first day of shooting was uh, him talking in the big, in the big church, the chapel there, and uh, it was great. I mean, he's such a good actor. I really enjoyed working with him and seeing him, his process just as we shoot. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was a great pleasure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel? I mean, in this episode, we we sort of had a disagreement earlier about whether we think. Anne and Peter are starting to have feelings for each other. Um, it, like it, I guess at this point, like obviously you can't tell us where we're going, but like at this no. point when you were sort of approaching it, were you feeling any of that uh, built into what was going on? I think we saw that there might be some potential. We definitely saw that there, uh, and could see at this point, that there's, a, there's an alliance between them, that they both uh, share something in, in common. 
right? With with feeling not appreciated, underappreciated yeah. by by the people around them. I- uh, so so it's uh and it's it's quite an amazing thing for Anne to have somebody who actually will listen to her because as much as she uh worshipped Michael, he he kind of terrorized her as well. So it was not a happy it wasn't a healthy situation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the un- the whole thing. <laughs> Nothing going on on this island yeah. would be considered healthy. A little, yeah. little bit of a lopsided family yeah. tree there. Just saying. <laughs> um, I, well, I was the one arguing it, but I guess I guess I could see it though because you know her her blind devotion for Michael and, and whatever you would if you would uh, categorize that as love is really just something that was instilled. This is her maybe having some sort of attraction to somebody who it's like oh you actually care about what I have to say you know that kind of thing right i think that's huge for her all right so so wherever it goes it's it's i think it's a real um uh yeah it's she feels close to there's a bond of some kind that's coming that's there that's true for for her and he has the same hair as michael (laughs) right so So what i'm what i'm what i'm seeing in Anne though is that she could change because as much as she's the sweet Anne that we all know, I do know that her and Agnes knew about all of these things that Michael was doing. And right. that's proven by that you're taking him down to the catacombs next episode to show them. And we learned today on the episode that they experimented by taking babies out of their mother's uh, wombs to right. put them in jars to see if they could grow them outside of that. So we know the, the history of hashtag baby jar. But... Um, <laughs> Hashtag forever fetus and hashtag baby jar. Come on, guys. Get with the picture. Get the program. Forever fetus, too. But what that makes me think is that Anne is capable of some messed up stuff, too. Well, yeah. Because as there was a trimming, she didn't want to do it. But I'm sure if Michael had convinced her in a different way than just uh, what he did do, uh, they would have gone along with it. You would have gone along with it. So, Well, I'm, cur- I mean, I'm curious. Uh, what do you think? Would Anne have got if he had ex- ex- tried to explain it in like a calm, rational thing about like thinning the herd and culling like at a time of need? Would Anne have gone along with it? God, it's a good question. Uh, it, it's hard to imagine that she would have, but maybe given the right explanation, uh, not as quickly as it as it happened. I love her saying one egg. <laughs> you throw one egg at him, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Done. <laughs> Man, he'd have a bad time on Halloween. Well, he, he can right. take eggs out of women. He just can't get it out of that suit. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was bad. No. Um, yeah, I so I don't it. know. I like to think that she would have found a way, tried to find a way to... Because uh, she was arguing with him, so... It showed that she had some, you know, that she was up for standing up for what she believed. But he did always get the final call. I'm not sure. I think in the end she would have been locked in some, you know, in some place as well, behind some glass while he did it just the same. Or he would have, you know, put her to sleep or whatever yeah. to get her away. Do you think Anne is capable of killing Amy? You think, who is? Do you think your character is capable of what? killing Amy? Wow. Um... I think that would be a very difficult thing to do. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 I think she does feel a love as difficult as that relationship is and as imperfect as Amy may be yeah. uh, <laughs> as a daughter. Uh, I, it would be difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it, it, would be, it would be a real challenge for her. Yeah. I think that... I think... Sev- uh, not Severn. I think Anne... Betrays the CDC. That's what I believe. Something's going to go down. I think Amy offers up the olive branch. Yeah. And Anne takes that and severs her connection with the CDC by taking out Peter or someone like that or taking out a main character. I think she betrays them in a big way. Um, We still have, let's see, 10, 11, 12, 13. We have four episodes left. Right. Yep. And... By the way, we have guests for all of those episodes, yeah. so if you're interested, yes. oh, uh, this this you know what this kind of sounds like as many as good a time as any to do iTunes really quick. Um, and by iTunes, since you guys haven't been commenting on iTunes, we get new ratings. We just don't get comments. Yeah. I'll shout out the live <laughs> chat. Uh, shout out to Cameron Barnhart, uh, Ka Mayo, Destiny Morna, Heather Sivo, uh, D 
Dino at charter.net. Uh, great, I just shouted out a website. No. <laughs> Lucian Marais and uh, Jonathan Edwards. That's all I see in there. But uh, thanks for commenting. We really appreciate it. And uh, be sure to tweet at us and be sure to share the link to this show so everyone can see it. I will say who we have lined up for the guests right now as of now. Tonight, we have, of course, Severn Thompson, who plays Sister Anne. That's thank awesome. you so much, Severn. Yeah, thank you. Next week, we have Tiffany Greshler, who is writing episode 10 of season 2. And we have a potential surprise special guest that has been on our show before that might want to return. On March 30th, we have confirmation on Jordan Hayes. Yay! Yay! Who plays Sarah Jordan. She will be in studio with us discussing the episode for episode 211. For episode 212, um, I can't say who yet. I'm waiting on final confirmation. But... Pretty sure we're gonna have somebody who's a female who we've had in here before join us for the episode. Hey, there's a lot of those, Zach, okay? <laughs> I'm not giving it away completely. And of course, on the last episode of the season, which is 213, April 13th, is My when we'll birthday. be taping that. Uh, showrunner Stephen Maeda will be joining us with another surprise special guest, potentially. Yeah. It's gonna be fun on the bun. It's gonna be fun on the bun. So let's, uh, yeah. Let's break down a few more of these scenes here uh, while we have you uh, while we have you on the line, Severn. Do you have a deadline okay. you have to be off by, or no? We're good. All right, cool. Yeah, she's done with teaching. She's on the after done show. It. Done it. They're out. <laughs> so, Zach, where do you want where do you want to go from here? Uh, well, I you know I want to talk about the whole uh, the Alaria showing Alaria showing up on the island um, because. Uh, Julia and uh, Sergio are now there. They're talking about. They're talking with Anne and Peter about. The, they basically lay out the plan. If we, just in case we hadn't gotten it all locked into our minds, uh, they want to kill five billion people with Narvik C. Um, it's it, it's completely airborne now. You don't need to zizz into people's mouths to spread the virus anymore. Uh, that's how it was done. Oh, yeah. Next episode is when we're getting Ziz on the episode. Yeah. Say what? We don't know for sure, but that's like I've been being teased all season long. That wait, Just watch episode wait, 10. Wait, just watch really? episode 10. Really? Like the word? The word Ziz. Our word. I think so. Our word. Our, that's our we're just word. Gonna, our word. We're just going to have to watch next week and find out. But. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. But so. Uh, I mean, I, what did you guys think? Like, I, I like that they're finally like getting all of the the all the cards are on the table at this point. Like, pretty much everybody is like aware of what's happening, with like a few more mysteries to unfold. I like it because I'm 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 seeing new ways of things to play out because. What they did was they moved the season so far along so quickly that all of my predictions from the beginning of the season have already like either not happened or can't happen now because they've gotten to a point where all the characters around them have either died or turned into something. Ha! Like, I can't believe they killed Steven Weber in episode 8. Mm-hmm. That's insane because he was one of the most... One of the best parts of season 2. I gotta say, like, every time uh, Brother Michael was on camera, I was enthralled. I loved it. So for them yeah, to kill him be off, a holographic Tom Jefferson yeah. <laughs> in Sleepy Hollow. Um, for them to kill him in episode eight was a surprise to me because there's five episodes left, and now we're going to really expand this power struggle between Amy and Anne. But now we have Anne and Peter teaming together. But Peter's got Julia not so much on his side, but he's just basically the spy. What we learned today. Oh yeah, that, they're they're not at all on the, the same side. Like, yeah, it, it has yeah. actually led me to question. What, how much loyalty Peter actually has to Ilaria. Yeah. So she, he's just like, you're a, you're a pig while well, pigs get fed. Oh, my God. So he's just after the money. He's like, <laughs> he you know a, what? He wants $100 million in immunity. I'll give you these apple seeds, but I want $100 million in immunity from Ilaria. Boom, there's well, no here's, apple seeds. Here's my, the interesting thing with Narvik C being airborne. So, like, they have to have a cure that they can give to the people they want to survive. Yeah. Um... I wonder though if Pete, this is a crazy, I'm wild theory speculation now. If Peter doesn't get the vaccine because he's been exposed and cured of Narvik's A and B, would he become the Vector King again? Oh my God! But and then like, he'd be the king of the world. Super Vector King. <laughs> 
I don't know. I did a I did a face swap with with uh, yeah, it was super with Neil Napier and uh, and Allison Louder. Why? I don't it was know really why. creepy. It's on my Twitter if you guys want to um, see that. But I like the line at one point. He goes, uh, or it's interesting at least. Peter goes, I know Anne and I know the Abbey. Like, yeah. You've been here for like a week, man. <laughs> yeah, but remember <laughs> and after that time you were in the oubliette. But remember, remember, I'm not good at French. He knows a little bit more than anyone else knows because he was where Alan was snooping around. He easily knew where Alan was going to find out secrets, and he easily like. I feel like I thought he just followed him. He might have just followed him, but then he probably <laughs> learned a lot from knocking him out and waking him up in, in the middle of an apple field. Yeah. Um, but the big, the big uh, info that the other big info drop that we got is we got an explanation of we got we know who mother is. Who yeah. is mother? Mother is the tree, the the tree of life, I guess, or the, the tree, tree of, that survived the fungus, the tree of yep. infertility. That's so right. what? What I wonder is if mother is related to the blood tree that they've been eating off of. Well, I have a, I have a question for Severn. Is yes. it just me, or when you opened the safe, or you know when Anne opened the safe? Did she not seem as surprised as I would assume that she'd be like if like mother was gone? Like, oh, I almost feel like for for her to have not been in on that, like I almost wonder if she was in on that for it to be missing. Oh, I can't answer that. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> just want to call you out so you can't say anything. So we'd be like, ah. Right. <laughs> I have to also mention with Ilaria. I still think Sergio and Mark looks. Or sorry, um, those are the same people. Enjoy, you know. But I'm like going <laughs> double dick Texas and Sergio look so similar. No, they don't. Because yeah. literally, when the scene came on that it was Julia and Sergio, I was like, "Wait, did I miss something? Why is Julia with Mark all of a sudden climbing this mountainside?" <laughs> I was like, "Wait!" It took me like a that second. Was to be Mark. Like, they're, they're, they're very different. In fact, I would actually Matt say Long that right now Kyle has actually so become. Kyle has actually become closer. He's sort of he has he's feeling a lot of similar storylines to different characters from last year. Like you're right, there are pieces of him. He's the undercover guy in the team, which is like Sergio. But now he's infected, and he's going to have to go through that battle, which is very much Peter's storyline from last season. Oh, by the way, if you're going to mention that about him getting infected, would anybody else like thinking maybe if you just pretend to eat the honey? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hey, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, anything else you want to talk about, Ilaria? Um, well, they just, haven't given us too much on no. that front. It's just that Mother's missing. Mother's the tree which all the graft, apples are grafted from. Uh, the orchard went through a fungus that only one tree survived and binded with the fungus and mm-hmm. is the only one that produces the seeds that grow these orchards with apples with no well, that, seeds. that seeds, they have to take like a root. Like like if you oh, have, yeah, a, they have to, a succulent, usually you can just take a branch off, stick it in the ground, and then it'll grow. Got it. Okay. Um, so, like, that's essentially what they were saying is happening here. So I'm surprised it was so seed. small. Like, that safe was tiny. I was thinking we'd, like, go and, like, see this gigantic tree underground or something <laughs> well, like that. Well, I think that's now, uh, I guess they have to go into the woods to get to go to the original tree and, like, take another sample of the root. Maybe, because I think this blood tree is something to do with mother. Ziz tree. It's the, totally the ziz tree. The ziz tree. Ziz tree. Ziz tree. And look at look. I mean, look look at it at the very end. There's it's just a tree, and there's red ziz just pouring out of the branches. So we have yellow ziz, we have red black ziz, ziz, we have black ziz. Just, you just have, well, you just have normal ziz, white creamy ziz. We can just, <laughs> shut up. What? That's what it was in the thing with the, with the thing. You're gross. You're the one with me. You, you just have your standard variety ziz. That's the black stuff that the vectors had last season. And then you have pus You're ziz. The result yeah. of being a mycotic, and now you have treeses, which is red. Severn, I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're just hearing this, and I don't know what your take on this is. Like, what is going through your mind at this point? I've picked up a little bit of it. I've watched a few of your, your shows, so I'm yeah. a little bit up to speed. I wouldn't say fully. Okay. All right, so let's let's jump into Amy and Sarah. Amy's crazy. Like, oh, hands yes. down, she's oh, just she's, crazy. She's lost it at this point. Like, any sanity that we thought that she had before, like, we, I was willing to give her mostly benefit of the doubt. Like, raised in a cult, trying to fight back, fight her way out. Random hand jobs. Like, you know, oh, it happens, like, to survive. 
scientific hand like scientific hand jobs like she has to go about it like she's like it's mechanical she's like well I gotta do this if I'm gonna take over the island you guys it is mechanical yeah so she's gone Uh, through various phases of trying to sleep with double dick Texas to Handry to uh, I wonder if she is a virgin no she is that's yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Okay. Every, every guy on the it's island's cool. infertile. Doesn't mean you can't sleep with them. Sorry, sir. What were you saying? I said, I'm her mother. What do I know? But I think she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sisters talk to each other, so maybe you can put the mother's uh, side away for a second and figure it out. Severin, can you cover for me? Mom's going to be home any mo. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so they're going through that, and basically she gives her the ultimatum last episode Make me immortal. And I will Why give you your Amy Batman now. Amy Batman. She doesn't know. No. She's a very sweet voice. And that's Make what makes it mortal. scary. Why does she sound like Mickey Mouse when you do that? All right. Oh, anyway, I mean the whole. It's the, a mortal boy. The big thing is she's got the, she's got the the baby in it. She's got the forever fetus in a jar. She explains uh, the jar. We yeah, find we, out about we baby got jar. Some explanation as to w- like where that whole experiment came from. So it makes sense. It fits. Um, and then, but then she wants to become immortal, so they're going to have to do a spinal tap. Yeah. Um, it goes to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you beat me. I couldn't think of a good spinal tap joke in the moment. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, she want. I thought it was very uh, demanding. I want immortality today. It was just you like have a, all eternity. It was like a you, kid. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like a little girl who's trying to get what she wants. But it's also from the point of view that she's worked so hard to get out to take Michael's place, and now she's there. She realizes that it has no power unless she can live throughout the series of it, like mm-hmm. live throughout the generations. So she needs to become immortal, which you know. The one weird cut of this episode was right here. Was when we're talking to Sarah and she's like, you gotta make me immortal now. And then the next scene, Sarah's like alone in the dangerous plant room. Yeah. Cutting up a plant, getting that mind control plant. Look like a lychee. And nobody's watching her or anything. Is that what it was? It was the mind control plant? It was the same. It was the time it, machine? Yeah, it was the, the time, time machine, machine thing. It, oh, Okay. I totally missed that. I wasn't sure if it was like some natural anesthetic, but that makes sense. Yeah, so she gets that, and then suddenly we're back with, all right, well, you have to do a spinal tap on me, and I'm sorry, but if I'm ever going to get a spinal tap, I'm not letting somebody who's never done it before do it to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're holding your forever fetus hostage. Oh, God. My uh, forever <laughs> fetus can go forever <clears throat> itself. I'm not getting a spinal tap from a novice. I don't want... No. Uh, this, this is funny. Uh, Bridget Shea Wardstone in the chat role is comparing, because, like, Amy is the product of incest, and so she's basically saying, she's Joffrey. From Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's, like, not supposed to be in charge, but she's totally gotten herself in charge, and she's, like, when she doesn't get her way, she's throwing tantrums. Hashtag and, like, hot Joffrey. Really she might be turning purple. People. Yeah, she's hot Joffrey. Um, God. Cameron Bernhardt says no more land job or hand job. Um, hey, don't know Landry, that you give it up Handry. for Handry. Handry, Here. yeah. He laid it all on the line Put his, so his, for his love. He he loves that girl. I'll become immortal for you. Or even die. if it doesn't work. <laughs> Handry just turned into, into Batman Handry. I'm going to throw this microphone But um, No, he, he decides that in case Sarah was going to try anything... He'll let her do it on her first and make him immortal, so now he'll be friend zone forever <laughs> instead of just for his lifetime. We'd be together ah. forever. And she does she looks down at that point She's like, like yeah. she can't meet his eyes. Like I I really want to be immortal. I'll put so you down there with my yes. dad. Oh god. <laughs> okay, so a couple things. The syringe that Sarah has she makes that thing out of the time machine yes. and then it's in the clean syringe and she goes okay now we gotta move this syringe to a clean syringe but it's like wouldn't they question well what the heck is that liquid stuff in the syringe she was going to move it to a clean syringe and then swap them yeah, but it looks like she exposed it under the rug. She she literally like she said, okay, now we have to transport it to another syringe. She lifted the rag that that stuff that she concocted, and there it is. There's a thing. It's already clear liquid in a syringe. I don't know. Didn't she use it as the anesthetic? Mm-mm. 
No, she I was just... rubbing stuff on for the aesthetic. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Henry uh, likes that. But yeah, so she gives she gives she spinal taps that ass. Oh God! And uh, he does not feel anything. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I don't feel anything. You must have done something. <laughs> but see, at this point, I'm like, why wouldn't Amy assume? Like, I assumed that was the. That was the super the, the immortal serum like yeah, working. I like, thought it was actually she gave him the immortal serum. Are you think, okay over there, Liz? Well, no. I mean, she did. Like, she did give him the immortal spinal tap fluid. Um, the the question is whether this seizure is part of the process of him becoming an immortal, or if it's his body rejecting the. Outside fluid, because I mean, the other part of this thing is that like not you're not necessarily a match for spinal fluid. Seriously, for like that's a huge thing. Even family members aren't necessarily matches. Like let's yeah. just say that Ilaria probably would have tried putting spinal fluid in somebody else a long time ago if it was that simple. Maybe just yeah. saying. I'm curious. Well, on the on the subject of immortality, I'm uh, Severn. Severn, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Do you think Anne? If if given the opportunity, would become an immortal. I think she would. If there was a, I don't think she would risk everything as Amy is doing. I don't think she'd be in the same rush, but she would do it because I think they've grown up with this as a dream uh, for the sisters to 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 become immortal like Michael. So there'd be something in that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't think it's big on her list. Uh, not like Amy, but uh, but she would do it if it was offered, and it seemed like uh, it would work. Yeah. I uh, okay. So a couple things. So you know, speaking of this, you know, so Amy runs out of the room, locks uh, Sarah in the room, and in awkward windows, awkward cousin, windows, awkward and indestru- indestructible door, break the freaking <laughs> thing, and then and then there's a part I think even before that where she mentions uh, you're not going to see your son again. Okay, here's the question I have. If anybody out there who's in the chat room or anything can remember how far along uh, Sarah was when she was pregnant. Because she, if this baby is only like a month, month and a half, when is it exactly that you can tell the gender of it? Because you shouldn't even know that it's a boy It yet. may have started growing when they took it out of her, though. Yeah, but didn't they say something about how the reason all the other babies died was because they were growing, and then the immortal baby was made because the immortal baby wouldn't grow? Yeah, that's what they were. They basically uh, say in this episode that the that it's not growing. Yeah, the idea. Um, Which again, you. But like, here's the thing. I, I think you can explain. Like, she would only have been a week, what, a week pregnant at most? Because if it's Alan's baby, yeah. she gets pregnant on the base. Yeah. How long um, in that base Arctic for? Biosystem. But I'm willing to let it slide because Hashtag who knows how in, how the immortality thing works. It could have taken like a little while. It could have changed the eyes and not gotten into like the entirety of her system right away. She's the, been like, pregnant the baby, for over a year and a half. The but the baby could have grown a slight bit more before it absorbed enough of that to become immortal, is what I'm saying. So I'm willing to yes. let it slide in that it's not it's clearly not a week old pregnancy. So yeah, we'll 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 talk about it's sci fi guys. Unfortunately like, we're running out of time, fiction. so I gotta I gotta drop this storyline. Yeah. Because that's where it ends. It ends with Landry turning or Handry turning into you craziness and you see just like two more seconds. <laughs> I mean yeah, you see him you see him going and changing into something like his face was blowing up. up a little. So I don't know what she injected. It might have been more than that. We don't know yet. We're gonna probably find out next episode. Yay. Moving on, Matt Long's character Double Dick Texas becomes double my my cot dick Texas. Somebody uh, tweeted me that I gotta cotic. shout you out for tweeting me that. Double my cot dick Texas <laughs> He gets kidnapped while they're outside looking for... Okay, Dr. Double, my cot dick, Texas. Double. Uh, He gets captured while they're out there looking for him and... Or looking for... With Cadmus and Carol, these, like, super creepy, mycotic villagers. Who, like, make soup and stuff and just eat eyeballs. And we see... we Shout out to uh, the... uh, the actress from episode one, we see her hanging upside down without eyes again. We get a little mm. little ode to her. And uh, they they hold him hostage. He's trying to figure out a way out. Soren tries to help him, but then the guy catches him. He tries to turn them against each other, but then she shows him his hunt, her honey. 
oh. phrasing. And then uh, he takes the honey, <laughs> takes all the blood tree stuff, and runs away. They get to him, and right before they get to him, he decides to drink the honey so they wouldn't get him because it'd be rotten meat. Yeah, but more important is that they they show him and ta- explain to him, or Soren does the 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 blood sap or the trees is mm-hmm. um, because like they were they already had heard about it because they found nothing but that in the big mycotics uh, stomach, the one yeah. that had been. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, they're eating it. Yeah. And a quick question as far as uh, Soren is concerned. Um, you know, they ate part of him. So from what we know, when he was let out into the wilderness by Handry, um, he was cured. He was not still ill. Uh, affili- um, ill. Ill. Mm. Thank you. No, he's the only person who has ever, as, as yeah. far as we can tell, has ever been immune to it. He's but, still a very important piece of the CDC. Yeah, but puzzle. apparently I think it still has, it's still running through him. Like, they ate one of the eyes, so they're still going to eat him because he's not part of him, but yet he's still eating the tree sap to make sure they don't get sicker. Because he's the one who mentioned it. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think they ate him and that's the how they found out that it is rotten. I guess, I don't know. Um, but they said, but he said that they'd still eat him, so there's a question but too. But he got over it. He still it did get over it. Like, he's not... Okay, I want to talk about this. We don't have time to talk about it. Yes. I want to talk about Alan and Doreen Boyle. Yes. Yay. Because she comes back with the monkeys. No, she doesn't bring a monkey. Oh my God, but remember, last time we saw her was after she was looking for the monkey, and then Sergio, who's now on the island, is uh, is there, and now we have Doreen Boyle, who's in Alan's thoughts because apparently he likes to think of Catherine Lemieux a lot, and she's like, "How do you really feel? Why do you really?" Basically. Let's use a writing device so we can finally figure out what's on Alan's mind without him just asking every single question. <laughs> what's on my mind, Doreen? Well, I'm going to just be Why like... Why have this beard? God. You don't look good in that beard. Or, sorry, it was that Doreen was who said... I know. Anyway, so, uh, so she's trying to get him to expose what he's thinking, and we learn that he actually appreciates uh, Matt Long's character, uh, Dr. Double My Cot Dick Texas. Oh, God. It's getting more and more complicated, and uh, she says that... Uh, Kyle. He says that <laughs> he takes it at face value, so we, we see a little bit of a friendship between Alan and Dr. Double My, Double My, My Cot Just Dick Kyle. Texas. Just Kyle. We don't have time for this. And, uh, and what I think from that is that I'm just Alan's laughing because I'm getting an incoming call from Texas, as you said that. Cool. I don't know who that I is. I think Alan is going to uh, want to save him. And what I believe... Dr. Dick Texas. What I think is that Sarah is going to try to use the spinal fluid on Dr. Double Mycot Dick Texas. To try to so, save to him. To try to save him? And okay. the spinal fluid will right. bond with the virus, and that's what's going to cause what? the world outbreak. Oh, because interesting. Because he's already infected... So, so if the virus is in a spinal fluid and bonds with the silver spinal fluid, it'll create a virus that can actually affect that. He what? becomes the immortal's version of patient zero. Yeah, so she tries to save him, and by trying to save him, dooms all the immortals. What? I like that. That's a cool theory. Uh, all right. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah, um, no, let's go into predictions right now. <laughs> After you drop that ridiculous prediction. I know, I'm sorry. Severin, what do you predict? Is anyone in the booth? <laughs> oh, we have Skype on full screen, so we can't do predictions. Mark Donica's like, exactly, you know. TV. Yeah, give him Batman too. All right, what predictions. do you guys think is going to happen next episode? Um, what am I thinking next week? Uh, I'm jumping I, ahead. <laughs> I think I think uh, Anne and Peter are going to be a big, they're going to become a team. Um, it's going to break down into, like, we have Amy go, trying to, trash the forever fetus. She's going <laughs> to accidentally... Here's my big prediction. She is going to lose the forever fetus somewhere in the jungles, and then flash forward Julia is going to find it. Because that's her whole mission, is to find Sarah's baby. Okay. Because supposedly it's still on the island. All right. Okay, Liz? All right, well, that goes against my whole thing of who um, Caleb is. So I'm going to assume that that's not the case. I don't know what's going to happen to Forever Fetus, but I think that I think that's why I asked Severn about what's going to happen because I think whatever's going to go down, whatever they're bringing them down to the basement for, that's where some really crazy messed up crap went down when we first started watching the series with like the the pouring into people's mouths and missing teeth and all that stuff. So I'm thinking some really crazy stuff that we haven't seen as part of her personality is going to go down. Uh, we're going to find out. 
if she was behind taking the uh, mother your mother tree or something, if that was a big thing. And uh, I kind of agree with you where I think she might team up with Peter on something to kind of go against Alaria if Alaria shows Peter that they're not actually going to stick through with their side of uh, giving him money and stuff. Or Peter just finds out that Julia slept with Sergio. Yeah, like, I don't I mean, really I think, think he's everyone past can, that. can assume that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wouldn't leave Sergio in a room with my girlfriend. I don't think anyone would. He brings me candy. That's all I care about. Anyway, uh, Severin, I want to thank you a lot for joining us. It's, it was great to get to talk to you. Uh, do you have any projects coming up that you want to like promote, shout out, and get people involved in? Uh, I have a couple of theater projects, but uh, I can't really announce them yet. No. I've got a new uh, page on Twitter. Thanks, you guys. I was inspired, so uh, so if they can watch there, the, something will come up there. I'll show it there. Thanks so much. I love your show. It's fascinating to hear all what? the theories, and it's great. What's your Twitter handle so people can find oh, you? Right. It's uh, Severn Thompson, S-E-V-E-R-N-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Helix After Show. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you. Okay. Bye. 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 Um, I think Forever Fetus is still on the island. And um, that's, that's all I'll say about that. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Helix After Buzz TV After Show here at After Buzz TV. This was Season 2, Episode 9, Ectogenesis. And next week we'll be breaking down Season 2, Episode 10, Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Next week, again, we have Tiffany Greshler in studio and a tentative surprise special guest that... People like to sleep with, apparently. It's going to be a blast, so tune in. And, uh, yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter in the meanwhile, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. And if you're a fan of AMC's Better Call Saul, we're going to be doing the podcast for that show later tonight, so go ahead and watch that episode and tune in live or watch us on the YouTubes. Go ahead and subscribe at AfterBuzzTV.com or YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV and check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us a rating and review on iTunes so we can read them. Come on, guys, and hit that thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. You need to hit that thumbs up. Oh, God. This is Doreen Boyle. This is also Julia. This is also Matt Long and Severin Thompson. Hit, it, hit, hit it the so thumbs he up. Stops. <laughs> um, guys, I'm Zach Wilson. You can follow me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson and a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Grimm comes back this week. And especially tune in for Better Call Saul later tonight because we're going to announce a special guest that we come have coming up later in the season. Hey guys, I'm Liz Rishmaui. You can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Same name, at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. And I'm done. Alright, we'll see you guys next week on the Helix After Show. Woo! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Sis you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 